Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. audience the idea that these uh, female warriors for the Dahomey tribe, I think that's uh, the name of the tribe, um, these Amazonian warriors were trying to convince their king to stop the slave trade and of course by the end of the movie the evil white European slavers are driven away and slavery is ended by the uh, Dahomey tribe excuse me and that's not what actually happened uh, historically speaking, what did end up happening uh, 
was England outlawed slavery. And the African nations, like the Dahomey, who were involved in the slave trade and who made a lot of money off of the slave trade and uh, were made very powerful by the slave trade, continued to uh, trade slaves. As a matter of fact, they fought against the white Europeans to the point where the British actually had to blockade their coastline to prevent any more slaves from being sold by the Dahomey. And the Dahomey finally folded based on that. Now, I am not opposed to historical inaccuracies in movies. As long as those movies are good. After all, movies are primarily made for escapism. And so if you can take a story from history and spice it up a bit and make it fun, then I'm all for that. And I'm not opposed to this story in and of itself. After all, I am a huge fan of the movie 300, which was an... It wasn't a movie based on the Battle of Thermopylae. It was a movie based on a Frank Miller graphic novel, which was a stylized version, a stylized comic book version of the Battle of Thermopylae. Um, but I love that movie. Now, the fact is that the Spartans, like every civilization throughout all of recorded history, also engaged in slavery. And the Spartans were absolute savages and not in a good way. And they were not what we would consider to be overly nice people. It was actually part of Spartan training to go out at night, stalk, and murder slaves. This was part of their training. This taught them to be swift, silent, and deadly. 
so of course that particular little tidbit of history is left out of the movie 300 and understandably so that wouldn't make a very nice escapist movie so I'm okay with that historical inaccuracy because again movies are about escapism and I would not have a problem with this movie the woman king having similar inaccuracies however what I do have a problem with is the fan baiting that they engaged in to market their movie saying that if you don't go see the movie that you are a racist if you don't go see the movie then you will never ever see another female black lead in a movie ever again ever that this movie is a true story not that it is based on a true story not that it is inspired by a true story but that it is a true story and that no white saviors are needed here that I do have a problem with making it about race I do have a problem with because the fact of the matter is that with this particular true story white saviors were necessary to end the slave trade the Africans were not going to stop the slave trade they had no interest in stopping the slave trade it was indeed white Europeans who ended the slave trade now there are just tons and tons and tons of really cool really interesting African myths that they could make really cool really interesting movies from but Hollywood doesn't do that Hollywood instead takes white myths and then race swaps blacks Hispanics etc into those positions to the point where there's actually a show 
on one of the streaming services, I don't know which one, about a bunch of Vikings and one of the rulers of the Vikings, who was actually a historical ruler of the Vikings, was not only race-swapped, but gender-swapped and turned into a black woman. There were no black Vikings. There most certainly were no black female Vikings. Is Hollywood ashamed of African mythos? Is Hollywood unaware that African mythos exists? Is Hollywood so racist that they have decided that they are not going to even try to produce movies based on black mythos? It would appear that one of those is the case. At least one of those is the case. Yet here they have an opportunity to at least do something along the lines of 300. Take a group of people that actually existed. Take a group of women warriors that actually existed. And make a really kick-ass action movie out of it. Forget the fact that they weren't very good warriors. Forget the fact that they got their asses kicked by the whites, by the French, twice, by the French, twice. Forget the fact that they were actually pro-slavery, that they routinely murdered women and children and enslaved people. I'm not going to say their own people because it wasn't their own people. Rather, it was Africans from other tribes and other nations. But they had an opportunity to do something here. And they threw it away. They threw it away with race baiting and with fan baiting. And the really ironic thing about all of this is that the vast majority of backlash against this movie is coming from the black community because of the historical inaccuracies. Now let's move on to the next movie that I want to talk about here. And I talked about this yesterday, I believe it was. And I thought that I had covered everything that there is to cover about this movie, but some new information has come to light. So we're going to talk about that. You see... We're going to talk about bros, 
which is a romantic comedy, ostensibly, a romantic comedy produced by Billy Eichner that absolutely bombed at the box office. I mean, bad, really, really bad. Uh, I don't know what their original budget was, but I think it, this first weekend in the box office, they got like 4.8, 4.6 million dollars, which can't be anywhere close to their budget. And just for those of you who do not know, you take a, uh, a Hollywood budget, whatever they put into uh, production of the movie, in order for that movie to break even, it has to make two to three times the amount of money they put into it to produce it. Because there's uh, uh, marketing costs involved, uh, which are a huge part of the budget, and also uh, the money that's made in the theaters is not their money. Half or more of it goes to the theaters. So they have to make that money back and then some, just in order to break even. So it, it used to be the old saw was that they had to go like two, uh, make two times the amount that they put into it. So if it was a a uh, hundred million dollar movie in order to break even they would have to make two hundred million dollars nowadays they're saying that it's like 2.5 to three times the amount to break even but regardless i am sure that the budget for filming even a romantic comedy was a hell of a lot more than $2.3 million. Well, it turns out that this movie was not a romantic comedy. It was not the romantic comedy that it was billed as. And I pointed out uh, yesterday when I talked about this, or the day before when I talked about this, that um, it doesn't make sense that this didn't make money or wasn't popular because it was a gay romantic comedy because uh, right off the top of my head, I pointed out two movies that are gay romantic comedies that were quite successful and extremely funny. The first being In and Out with Kevin Klein and Tom Selleck, and the second uh, being The Birdcage with the legendary duo of uh, Nathan Lane and Robin Williams. Both of them, fantastic, hilarious movies. I love both movies. I watch both. I, I watch both of them anytime I get the opportunity uh, to see them. I will watch them because they are hysterical. Both of them hysterical movies. 
both of them extremely well-written, well-produced, well-directed, well-acted, across the board, fantastic movies. But it turns out, and, 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 and I, 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 yesterday, I said of Mr. Eichner, I, I asked the question, when ever has fan baiting caused a film to be a financial success? When has attacking your fans, calling them racists, bigots, homophobes, transphobes, whatever phobes, misusing the suffix phobe, when has insulting your fan base ever translated into financial success? And the answer is never. Tired of long waits and rushed care at the ER and urgent care clinic? Next time, stay home and let Dispatch Health bring the power of the hospital to you. I call Dispatch Health. A care team of medical professionals actually come to your house. They're the same caliber of people that you would see if you were at a hospital or an urgent care. Dispatch Health can treat most non-life-threatening emergencies. They can do the x-rays, they can do stitches. Urinary tract infections, blood tests, urinalysis, ultrasound. It's almost everything that they can do at the ER. You never feel rushed. They're there for you and only you. I felt like their only patient. And it costs no more than a trip to urgent care because Dispatch Health is covered by most insurance, including Medicare. See if we serve your home at DispatchHealth.com. Dispatch Health really went above and beyond. It's wonderful to have care come to your home. House calls are back, and they're better than ever. Learn more at DispatchHealth.com. From its inception in 2016, fan baiting has never, ever, ever resulted in financial success for a movie, ever. Well, it turns out that not only was this movie not designed to be a romantic comedy, which it was not designed as a romantic comedy. It was specifically designed to antagonize Christians and conservatives and act as a platform for Mr. Eichner to attack Christians and conservatives. He had absolutely no intention for this movie to be a financial success. And I read from the Breitbart article, headline, Billy Eichner box office bust bros used a $30,000 butt rig in a sex scene that was cut from the film. Now, the previous two movies that I mentioned that were gay romantic comedies that were successful, 
and funny. There is not sex in any of them. Most of the romantic comedies that I have enjoyed over the years, there's not sex in them. They're just funny, which is what they're supposed to be. This is written by Alana Mastrangelo. Mastrangelo, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Dateline 4 October 2022. A sex scene in actor Billy Eichner's Bros, which involved a $30,000 butt rig to simulate rimming was cut out of the film because another show, quote, beat us to the punch, end quote. So not only was this not designed as a romantic comedy, it was actually designed as gay pornography. Quote, we were going to shoot a rim job moment, but then White Lotus beat us to the punch. So we cut that, Eichner told Entertainment Weekly of a sex scene between his actor Luke McFarlane's characters. The actor went on to joke that they used producer Judd Apatow's ass as a model for the device, which McFarlane said he tried to put his mouth on while two puppeteers moved it from the other side of the bed. I said to Nick, Nicholas Stroller, the director, and Luke, I was like, this movie won't be complete until Luke's entire fist is in my mouth, and we went from there, Eichner added of the sex scene. There were certain positions we thought might be funny. We were right about some of those. We were wrong about some of those. And all of a sudden, you know, out of nowhere, Luke will take your foot and put it in his face, and you go from there. Eichner continued, adding that there was also some spitting that got cut from the final version. This is, this is gay porn, folks. This is gay porn. This is not a romantic comedy. This is gay porn. This is specifically designed. And, and noting that Judd Apatow is the producer. Judd Apatow hates Christians. Judd Apatow hates America. He hates conservatives. So this doesn't surprise me at all. And this further makes the point that this was not made as a romantic comedy and it was not made to be a financial success. Rather, it was made to antagonize Christians and conservatives and to be used as a platform to attack them.
Eichner also said, we had one young, straight, 20-something guy in Chicago at a focus group, and that he asked him, what did you think of the sex scenes between me and Luke? Who replied, stating, it kind of reminded me of Jackass. That never happened, I can guarantee it. There was no straight 20-something guy in Chicago at the focus group. That never happened. He made that up. Eichner's $22 million LGBTQ romantic comedy made an abysmal $4 million in its box office debut over the weekend. So that $22 million for a romantic comedy is actually about right. That's what I would expect to be spent on a romantic comedy. That's a good budget for a romantic comedy, which means, depending on who you listen to, they need to make back between 44 and $66 million just to break even. And $4 million is a far cry from either. In response to the film's poor performance, Eichner, who has spent years attacking conservatives, Christianity, and just about anybody who disagrees with him politically, appeared to blame at least two things, homophobia and, quote, straight people in a certain parts of the country, end quote. He didn't appear to blame them. He just out and out blamed them. So you see a kindred spirit between Eichner and Apatow. Once again, this was not designed as a romantic comedy and it was not designed to be a financial success. Now, studios such as Warner Brothers and now maybe even Disney from, from the rumors I've been hearing are starting to wise up to the fact that get woke, go broke is a thing. That antagonizing a major portion of potential customers does not translate to financial success. And they are making suitable changes so very soon filth like this movie will once again be relegated to independent studios and to independent film festivals like Cannes and will garner only limited, tiny, self-congratulatory accolades.
You see, David Zaslav of Warner Brothers, or I should say of Disney, uh, not Disney, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Zaz. Didn't mean to lump you in with them. Um, of Discovery is cleaning up Warner Brothers to the point where he even got rid of the position, the executive position of the uh, the Office of uh, Equality and Diversity and Inclusion, much to the chagrin of the woke Hollywood crowd. He is 100% dedicated to the financial success of Warner Brothers. And he, if he keeps going in this direction, is actually going to accomplish that. And the other studios are either going to follow his lead and fire these useless, woke morons, or they are going to go the way of the dinosaur. It looks like, again, rumor has it, that even Disney is starting to wake up to the fact that get woke, go broke is a thing. There are apparently a lot of cancellations that are going to be going on with regards to series, woke series, that are failing on Disney+. And that the long-running series model is going to be exchanged for a different format. We'll see. Personally, honestly, I would rather see all of Hollywood, especially Disney, burn to the ground financially. I want to see the financial success of independent content creators. Guys like Eric July and his ISOM comic. Guys like Ethan Van Scriver. And I want to see this occur with, with movies as well. It's already happening. It's been happening with the news, the major news media outlets. As the, the number one place that people are now getting their news is YouTube. Leaving the establishment media, the legacy media, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, CNBC, and all the rest of their ilk. 
with slowly but surely dwindling ratings. I want to see these new independent creators in comics, streaming, movies. These are the people that I want to see successful. No more Hollywood gatekeepers. No more Madison Avenue gatekeepers. I want it all because, and this is one of the best things about the internet, because now anybody can put their stuff out there and become a success. And that, ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing more American than that right there. Thank you for listening. If you are watching this on Odyssey, BitChute, or Rumble, and yes, now even YouTube, by all means, please hit the subscribe and like button. And if you are watching on those, you can also catch my podcast, which is available on Spreaker, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast except for iTunes. If you want to contact me with hate mail, or if you like what you heard, it's Doc Bryant Show at zohomail.com. That's Z O H O mail.com. You can also reach me on social media Gab, Getter, Minds, and Truth Social at Doc Bryant. And I'm on Twitter at Doc Bryant Actual. I also have communities on Gilded and Locals, both of which will hopefully be expanding a little bit in the future. Anyways, thank you for listening, folks, and I will talk to you all later. And that, ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing more American than that right there. Thank you for listening. If you are watching this on Odyssey, BitChute, or Rumble, and yes, now even YouTube, by all means, please hit the subscribe and like button. And if you are watching on those, you can also catch my podcast, which is available on Spreaker, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast except for iTunes. If you want to contact me with hate mail, or if you like what you heard, it's Doc Bryant Show 
at zohomail.com, that's Z-O-H-O-Mail.com. You can also reach me on social media. Gab, Getter, Minds, and Truth Social, at Doc Bryant. And I'm on Twitter, at Doc Bryant Actual. I also have communities on Gilded and Locals both of which will hopefully be expanding a little bit in the future. Anyways, thank you for listening, folks, and I will talk to you all later. sausage bravo sierra i think that the globalists in the biden administration and nato and europe have a vested interest in stoking the fears of a nuclear war with russia I think their reasoning is very simply their reasoning for any other crisis that they propagate. And that reasoning is to maintain a constant state of fear amongst their citizens. Rumor has it, apparently yesterday, rumor came out that the Russian nuclear directorate was sending 
nuclear-capable weapons to the front lines in the war against Ukraine. And they also mentioned that one of Russia's nuclear submarines had gone missing from its usual area. I don't know if it was where it was docked or if it was where it typically patrolled and has moved into the uh, area of the Ukraine. Uh, reading from a an article in the Jerusalem Post. Uh, all it says is written by Jerusalem Post staff on October 4th, 2022. Headline, What is Russia's Poseidon Nuclear Torpedo Drone? And can it cause a nuclear tsunami? Please note the way this is phrased. It is phrased in a question. This is not stating any kind of fact. This is nothing more than conjecture. The Pentagon currently has no information on the testing of Russia's Poseidon nuclear torpedo drone that would change the United States' strategic posture a senior U.S. military official said in a U.S. Defense Department press briefing Monday evening. Please note that the senior U.S. military official is not named. This is also very typical of leftist media. I don't know if... I don't know if this is a tactic that is being used here but it is typical of leftist media to cite nameless U.S. government officials and then put out complete Bravo Sierra after that. So official uh, government person for the United States said this, and this is a bunch of BS. It is only propaganda. It is only made to further their agenda. Anyway, I don't know if that's what the Jerusalem Post is doing here or if they just honestly do not know the name of the individual because it does specify a uh, Monday evening press briefing. So they just you know may not know the individual who gave the press briefing. Okay, next paragraph. The statement came in response to reports in La Repubblica that NATO intelligence had warned allies that Russia's Belgorod nuclear submarine was in the Arctic Kara Sea to possibly test the super torpedo. Okay. This goes to what I was earlier talking about, about the nuclear train. The nuclear train, the, the intelligence reports on the nuclear train, came from two countries uh, 
that have a vested interest in framing Russia as the bad guy in the Ukraine war and in stoking the fears of a nuclear war. Those two countries being the United Kingdom and Poland. Now, while I am a fan of Poland for their cultural, uh, their recent cultural changes, I am not a fan, well, I, I am not want to trust them in this particular issue because understandably, because of history, Poland is a bit Russophobic. And again, understandably so. Don't get me wrong. I am not saying that Poland does not have reason to be Russophobic. I'm just saying that their reports may be biased. There is no evidence at all. I want to I want to make this clear. There is zero evidence at all that nuclear arms are being moved from Russia to the front lines of Ukraine. And, to put even more of a point on it, to put even more of a fine point on it, the question quickly becomes, why would Russia have to move nuclear weapons on a train to the front lines of Ukraine? The last time I checked, nuclear weapons could be delivered around the globe via missiles. So, why would Russia need to move nuclear weapons on a train? Rather, what is more likely happening is that conventional weapons or even more likely, conventional vehicles, which cannot be delivered via missile, at least not reliably, are being moved via train to the front lines. That would make more sense. We're moving tanks on a train. We're moving trucks on a train. That makes vastly, vastly more sense than we are moving nuclear missiles on a train. Why would you move nuclear missiles on a train to the front line of Ukraine when if you wanted to deliver a nuclear warhead anywhere in the world, all you've got to do is press a button? So that report, the, the reports of the train do not make sense. I believe that those reports were intentionally put out to, again, stoke fear in people here in the United States to change public opinion, because I do not believe that the vast majority of people in the United States are overly concerned about what's going on in the Ukraine, except for the psychotics on Twitter. Except for the small minority of the population 
who have been brainwashed by the media. I don't believe that most people even care about what's going on in Ukraine within the borders of the United States because we have a lot more pressing issues to worry about, like are we going to have jobs tomorrow, the cost of gasoline, inflation, it's the economy stupid. In other words, I believe this is wagging the dog by the globalists. They are trying to get you scared. They're trying to turn your attention to what they want you to consider to be important. Because if your attention is on a potential World War III, you are less likely to A, care about the economy, at least in theory, and B, you are less likely to change who is in power during the next elections. Historically speaking, if there's a war going on, the American public tend not to change who's in power. This, of course, changed with the creation of, with, with, the, with uh, the questionable creation of the global war on terror, which again was, well, that's another story. However, you're going to note here a couple of things in this article with regards to this torpedo thing. There is no eminent threat. This is the creation of a boogeyman. That's all this is. The creation of a boogeyman. I continue, next paragraph. The Times said that the weapon could also be tested in the Black Sea. It could be tested in the Black Sea. I mean, theoretically, it's possible for that to occur. It's not going to be. There's no indication that it's going to be. Just because a nuclear submarine goes on deployment does not mean that it is going to be testing nuclear weapons. Rather, it could just mean that, well, it was time for that vessel to deploy. See, that's the way it works in the real. Speaking as a Navy veteran, that's the way it works. Sometimes your ship is docked. Say the way that it typically works is you come in from a deployment, your ship is dry docked, or at least docked, so that it can, uh, you know, uh, fix anything that needs to be fixed from the previous deployment. And you do like a period of about six months or so doing that. Then it stays in dock, but goes out occasionally to do the workup for the next deployment. That also typically takes about, you know, three to six months, depending. And then it goes out again for six months or so, six, 18 months, 
you know, depending. Depending on the type of vessel it is and what the mission happens to be. And it goes out on its deployment. And then it comes back and the cycle starts all over again. That's how it works. Warships do not just sit stationary in their docks for multiple reasons. One of those reasons is best exemplified by the bombing at Pearl Harbor when a bunch of warships were just sitting around doing nothing. That doesn't happen anymore for obvious reasons. And it certainly doesn't happen in the Russian Navy. So, here we have nothing more than conjecture. Oh, this could be this. Oh, this could be. It's a nuclear submarine. So, obviously, that means that they're going to go out and nuke stuff. No, that's not how it works. And there is no indication that that is what's going on. Rather, my guess is, again, in order to to stoke the fires, in order to try to gin up some uh, public panic, these intelligence agencies, these ironically named intelligence agencies, leaked information saying, oh, there's a nuclear uh, Russian nuclear missile submarine that just left its docks. And, and we hear it's got this Poseidon nuclear drone on board. <gasps> Do you know that? No. No, we, we don't know that. But that's what we heard, you know, from, from them. They told us that that's what was going on. This is nothing but smoke and mirrors, folks. And until I personally see a little bit more convincing intelligence on this, I'm not willing to buy any of it because NATO, the globalists in general, Europe, NATO, the West, the current criminal regime in the United States, have a vested interest in lying to us. They have been lying to us about this war from the jump. And they are continuing to lie to us about what is going on in Ukraine. I do not believe them. They are liars. Everything out of their mouth, every report that they put out to the media are lies. Intent. This is a psychological operation, folks. This is not real news. This is psyops here. Russian state media noted the items on the Poseidon as reporting on, quote, the fears of NATO, end quote, of the superweapon. Pravda reported that Ukraine's National Security and Defense Council of Ukraine said that unfounded statements by the media only increased the information terrorism by the Russian Federation. 
What is the Poseidon nuclear torpedo drone? The Poseidon, or the Ocean Multipurpose System Status 7, or I'm sorry, Status 6, is an underwater unmanned vehicle that can be launched by a submarine according to, get this, this is their big intelligence source right here, folks. This right here is their expert on the subject, popular mechanics. The magazine, popular mechanics. This is their intelligence source on this weapon system. It's not Jane's, okay, which is credible. There are actually several other sources that would be a lot more credible than popular mechanics. Popular mechanics is a joke, just like popular science. It is not science. If it's got popular in front of it, then the consumption or the, the target audience it is, is even lower than what one would refer to as a layman. Popular mechanics is a joke. <sighs> anyway, popular mechanics says it can travel up to 6,200 miles at speeds of 56 knots just over 100 kilometers per hour. That would be impressive. That would be really impressive if that were the case, if this is true, if it's true. While described dramatically by Western media, again, described by whom? Who's the source? Western media. Who in the Western media? Well, we're not going to tell you. So we've got no sort. The only real source that has been stated so far about this weapon system is popular mechanics. While described dramatically by Western media as a weapon of the apocalypse, again, who? Who in Western media said that? It is uncertain how heavy the nuclear, thermonuclear payload is. Estimates have ranged from 2 to 100 megatons. Each megaton is 1,000 kilotons. And for reference, the Fat Man nuclear bomb dropped on Nagasaki by the United States at the end of World War II was 21 kilotons. That much at least is accurate as far as I know. Can the super torpedo cause a nuclear tsunami? Again, we have a question. This is phrased in a question form. So I guess we're going to find out what popular mechanics has to say about a classified Russian nuclear weapon. Former U.S. Assistant Secretary of State Christopher Ford. Oh, now there's a source for you. Let's take a look at Christopher Ford real quick. Christopher Ashley Ford. 
an American lawyer and government official who served from January 2018 until January 2021 as Assistant Secretary of State for International Security and Nonproliferation. He was nominated to that position by President Donald Trump, which may indicate, hey, this guy's got some credibility, and confirmed unanimously by the U.S. Senate. That, right there, tells me that this guy does not have credibility because if the Democrats didn't try to stop him, then he must be a rhino. And I am going to guess that this guy is originally a bushy. I read on. Uh, Unanimously confirmed by the U.S. Senate on December 21st, 2017, after October 21, 2019, Ford also, by delegation from Secretary of State Michael Pompeo, performed the duties of Undersecretary of State for Arms Control and International Security until his resignation from the Department of State, January 8th, 2021. Okay, so... He was nominated in 2019. That means he was very likely a holdover from the Bush administration. And this was one of the never-Trumpers, the never-Trumper poison pills that were suggested to Trump and put in place to torpedo Trump by the Bush administration people, the rhinos, which would also explain the unanimous confirmation by the U.S. Senate. Next paragraph. Before his appointment as Assistant Secretary of State, Ford served in the Trump administration as Special Assistant to the President and Senior Director for Weapons of Mass Destruction and Counterproliferation on the U.S. National Security Council staff and a senior U.S. State Department official in the, here we here it is, in the George W. Bush administration working on issues of nuclear proliferation and arms control verification and compliance policy. That, there you go. This guy is a Bushy. He is a rhino. Very likely a never-Trumper. I don't know that for sure, but that really knocks this guy's credibility down several steps for me. You gotta know your sources, folks. You cannot just take media reports at their word, at face value. They are lying to you. Always assume, always, when you hear a report on the news, it doesn't matter where it comes from. It doesn't matter where it comes from. Even if it comes to you from a a source that you trust, the next question should be, where did they get the information? Always question your sources. Find out who the primary source is. Because if you read Breitbart, Town Hall, if you watch Fox News, I would wonder why you watch Fox News, but if you do and you trust those news sources, they can be lied to as well. They might be feeding you information that was fed to them that was inaccurate. Find out who or what 
the primary source was before you go believing stuff that you see or read in the media. Doesn't matter who the media is. Okay, I use source. I use Politico sometimes for sources. Usually, I use uh, uh, outlets like Politico and stuff like that just to see what the opposition is thinking and saying. But there have been one or two or three uh, stories that have come out in Politico and the like that have been accurate. Just because it comes out in a liberal source doesn't mean I'm going to throw it away. And just because it comes on a uh, conservative source doesn't mean I'm going to believe it. Find out who your sources are. Do not believe stuff just on face value. They count people who are lying to you. The people who are intentionally trying to manipulate you are counting on the fact that you are not going to do any research. To put it in more biblical terms, be a Berean. Question what you are being told. Research what you are being told if you care that much about it. Don't just believe it. All right, go back. Former U.S. Assistant Secretary of State Christopher Ford claimed in 2021 that the weapon could use a nuclear, or could cause, I'm sorry, a nuclear tsunami that would hit the American coastline, and that the resulting radiation would leave coastal cities uninhabitable for a long time. Okay, so this guy does appear to be a specialist in nuclear weapons. I am willing to accept this. This is a quote from something he said in 2021, so I'm willing to buy this. Ford described the super torpedo as a crude weapon. That's all Russians ever have. That's all they ever use. Have you ever seen Russian aircraft? Except for the, you know, I'd say the fighter jets of the last, uh, last decade or so, maybe last 20 years. The last 20 years, they've had some pretty cool-looking jets. But previous to that, I mean, have you seen their helicopters? Have you seen their aircraft, especially from the Cold War era? Everything they have is a crude weapon. The AK-47 is a crude weapon system. It's extraordinarily effective, not overly accurate, but that has nothing to do with the weapon itself so much as where they placed the sights. But still, it's a crude weapon. It was specifically designed to be a crude weapon. Crude weapons are easily used by uneducated people. That's what the AK-47 was designed for. That is what the vast majority of Russian weapons are designed for. They are made such that it is very hard to screw up their use. They are simple but effective. That's one thing I can say for Russian weapons. They ain't pretty, but they work. A crude weapon in the interview with Government Matters TV and said that he was unsure what it actually added to Russia's warfighting capabilities over other conventional or nuclear weapons. 
It's a terror weapon, said Ford. It's designed to kill or traumatize the inhabitants of American coastal cities. If this was in 2021, it makes me wonder why he's referring to American coastal cities. We were not at war with Russia. There wasn't any threat of war with Russia. Why does he keep referencing American cities? Maybe... I don't think this would have been a weapon designed during the Cold War, but I suppose it could have been. In which case, it's very possible that the weapon doesn't even exist. Because another thing the Russians are really, really well known for is they're really known for hyping up their military capabilities that they do not have. Historically speaking, they're really good at talking a good game. Poseidon's other capabilities, Dmitry Lit, uh, Litovnik, editor-in-chief of the TASS military magazine, boasted that the Belgorod and other vessels of its class could deliver up to 12 such devices to the coast of the United States. Okay, well, there we get you know, why they were talking about the coast of the United States. He also claimed that the Poseidon had underwater loitering munition capabilities and could lay dormant on the ocean floor for years before activation. He also said it was impossible to detect the drone at such depths. I would agree that it would be impossible. Well, it would be very difficult to detect the drone at such depths. I don't know about impossible, at least not anymore. Uh, the weapon was first announced by Russian President Vladimir Putin alongside platforms like the Kinzhal hypersonic missile, which can also carry a nuclear warhead. So if it was announced along with a hypersonic missile, then this is, and by Vladimir Putin, then it's definitely not a Cold War era weapon. Okay. Then it goes on to talk about Nuclear tensions between Russia and NATO, which are being artificially stoked. Let me tell you about the potential for a nuclear war. It doesn't exist. Does not exist. You know how I know? You know how I know? Russia has just recently, very wisely, removed itself from the Western financial teat and has founded new economic alliances with China and India. And this fledgling alliance is fragile. If China... And India thought for even half a second that there was a chance at a thermal or a global thermonuclear war, they would strongly discourage Russia from that kind of uh, behavior and would certainly not have entered into a financial alliance with Russia. So, the long and short of it is, there is 
that the the intelligence that we are getting that is saying that there's a chance is coming from sources that have a vested interest in running a terror psyops operation and they actually actively have been running a terror psyops operation against citizens of their own countries. They have a vested interest in lying to us and are therefore unreliable. There has been zero, I say again, zero evidence to indicate that nuclear weapons are being transported towards the Ukraine. As a matter of fact, transporting nuclear weapons on a freaking train doesn't make any sense at all. None. And if there is a train moving towards the Ukraine, which is likely, it is much more likely that it is carrying conventional weapons systems. So there is zero evidence of any of this. There's zero evidence that they are going to be testing this Poseidon superweapon. Rather, it is just likely that it was time for that particular vessel to go on deployment. So, no actual sources on any of this. This is all completely conjecture. This is, this is nothing but smoke and mirrors, folks. That's all this is. And it is definitely not in the interest of Russia to start a nuclear war. Definitely not. Now, with regards to the, you know, just on a quick tangent, with regards to the uh, destruction uh, or damage done to the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines, 100% that was the United States. Guarantee you, 100%. 100%. That was the criminal Biden administration in an overt act of terror. That was terrorism right there. And it was conducted by the criminal Biden regime and their willing accomplices, which they have a small cell of willing accomplices in the United States military. Guarantee 100% it was the, the United States who did that. Trying, trying to provoke Russia. Because they don't care if there's a nuclear war. They hope there's a nuclear war. They want there to be a nuclear war. As a matter of fact, there was an article just recently about a bunch of environmentalists who said if there is a small, limited nuclear war, it would, it would lower global warming. Not kidding. True story. It would drop the average temperature of the United States by 
two degrees Fahrenheit, thus reversing global warming. So they want a nuclear war. They just don't want it on in their backyard. Kind of like, you know, illegal aliens. But I digress, as I frequently do. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. If you are watching this on BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, or YouTube, hit the like and subscribe buttons. Share this out to your friends if you like what you heard. Or if you didn't like what you heard and you, and you want to make all of your liberal friends pissed off and give them a new target, somebody to try to cancel, good luck. By all means, share it out to them. Check out my podcast. Uh, you can get it wherever there are podcasts, except for iTunes. I'm not on iTunes. I am, however, everywhere else. Um, if you want to hit me up, try Doc Bryant Show at zohomail.com, Z-O-H-O-Mail.com. Um, let's see. I've got a uh, Gilded community. I've got a Locals community. I am on Gab, Getter, Minds, and Truth Social at Doc Bryant, and on Twitter at Doc Bryant Actual. If you want to tell me how wrong I am, by all means, I love a good conversation. Tell me how wrong I am. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you all later.